jump to Nerds Plus. Well, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some fighting here in just Angry a minute. There's gonna be fighting. A podcast about video games, movies, anime, board games, the rest of nerd culture, and how wrong Jordan Frost is. <laughs> I am board game collector Arnold Hira. I am anime enthusiast and the token female Claudia Sykes. And I'm the right Jordan Frost. That, well, nice to meet you, the right Jordan Frost. The right one. But we're going to let the wrong Jordan Frost With into the this right room opinions. in a moment because we were having a conversation, which really, I'm just, look, people have commented to me, really enjoy the podcast. But when you guys start with like that real like energy, apparently that, that makes it, that can be quite confronting at the start. It's nice when we work into it. <laughs> well, buckle up. This week, we tried to get dates with sexy monsters, Neo Yokio, and all that needs to be talked about that. Uh, a lizard that controls fire and robot Jerry. Uh, we talk about all of that and all kinds of other things. But it's it's been a year. This is the last episode of the year. And, you know, I thought we'd do like a nice, gentle thing. Jordan, you ruined it. You ruined it for me. Okay. You said you wanted to talk about some uh, some movies you enjoyed. Well, The Avengers. Okay. Uh, yep. Which, great. That is a solid Arguably movie. one of the... The best films of the year. So, Jordan, what was your giant call number one of a movie made by Marvel this year that was not as good as Avengers? Um, a very easy call. It's that Black Panther was Which not is a nonsense. good movie. Controversial opinion. That is nonsense. They killed off the cool villain in the movie. Don't they do that in, like, every movie ever? No, no, as in The Claw was a cooler villain than uh, no! the other guy. <laughs> oh, my God. All of his, all Jordan, of, the only point, face right now. The only point in his character is his, his arc was that he wanted to become king so he could arm all of the Africans to kill all the white people. Like, it's uh, poor, you, poorly, no, poorly directed no. action scenes. If you had seen uh, uninspiring uh, you're music, stop what? right now. Uh, the stop CG right now. towards the third act was started to get real you, testy. You're going to you, get so much hate for this. Now let's go to big call number two. What is one of your favorite DC movies? Oh, f- favorite comic book movies. Yeah, let's yeah. hear it. Man of Steel. Yeah, you're an idiot. No, and I hate you. No, no, no. I hate you. I hate you that you reminded me this movie exists. Mm-hmm. I'm less effective every day because a large part of what I do is trying to hold back the rage that this movie creates in me. Mm-hmm. It's a betray like I like DC comics. I like the character of Superman. This film fundamentally in every conceivable way misunderstands what makes Superman great and how to make a good Superman story let alone movie. It got it wrong. It failed. It is bad in every possible way. And I don't care people who say, oh, and people can say, oh, are you saying that because he killed the guy at the end? No. No, I'm not because he killed because he killed him at the end. Superman should have killed him at the beginning. He should have killed him straight away. That fight should have not destroyed a city because Superman's whole idea, his whole identity is he saves people. It's, he doesn't sit yeah. there and let a whole city get caught on fire and die. So, so like you need to take a deep breath right now. My one argument out. is oh. that he's Superman for one day. He isn't Superman yet. Nah, man. He just put on the cape and he had to yeah, fight a, but a he big was, villain. He was Clark Kent his whole life, man. Yeah, and the whole point is that his father's like, don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. You, if you be a hero, people will use you and abuse you. Just walk away. Be a person. Yeah. So that's is, what his whole life was until that moment when he puts on his cape and then he has to fight Zod. Which is, yeah, you know what? That sounds like they misunderstood. And like the character of Superman slash Clark Kent, it sounds like you agree with me, Yeah, Jordan. Man of Steel movie. What if they did the exact same film, replaced the hero with like a, you know, 
man, Hancock. Who, a guy who was super yeah. rather than a Superman. Yeah. Mm. Would that then be a good yes, film? Yes, fine. If it wasn't Superman. So then I think the problem is Superman. Superman has a character. Here's a guy who's meant to save people. He's just a good dude who saves people. That's him. Mm. The yeah. point is he's meant to be better. Yeah. He's meant to be the better man in every scenario. And he's and going he to be. wasn't. Yeah, because no, he wasn't no. yet. The point is he's meant to be that from the beginning. The same way that Steve Rogers, before he gets his powers, he is a good dude before he gets his powers. He is right and he is just before that moment. Superman is meant to be that. There is a template for how this works and how to make it compelling. The thing with Steve Rogers as well, like as a as a before he gets his powers, he's obviously a good guy. He just wants to the, fight the good fight and help people. But that also shapes his entire like up life after he gets his powers that's yeah. the, the root of who he is and i think what you're saying is in superman clark kent is one person superman is a completely different person no super, like things for me clark superman is an extension of clark kent yeah no that, but what you're saying in this film in man no, of yeah, steel exactly like they've misunderstood who clark kent is and they've got clark kent wrong because they got clark kent wrong and how clark kent how he's meant to be is has basically translated to a completely just like it suddenly lose all your morals because you've got laser a, eyes. Yeah, it's a grim, dark, dark, grim, grim film, which is just cold and heartless. And the 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 thing for me, which really made like this film, Superman as a hero, like every hero is targeted at somebody different, a different like group, a different like range, because like you know diversity and all that, and like everyone likes a little little piece of something else. Like you know, Spider Man, for example, was targeted you know at, at the nerd who wants to get revenge. Broadly speaking, that's kind of like the people who can can identify with it and like get it get a piece of that you know batman's but like now the way it's portrayed is for a bit more of a grown-up audience who wants a bit more of dark real so you know who superman's for it's for kids it's for that kid like i don't know if you saw this this picture it was like the superman comic there's a superman poster before this movie came out and uh there it's a big poster there is like superman flying up into the sky and like you can see his cape trailing behind him and looking up at this poster as a kid with the cape behind yeah, him yeah i have the poster you know that pit, that i image? have it yeah that there that is who that's for that moment is what it should be it should be about wonder and it should be about hope and that film betrays it and that's my problem with it my problem is the film Making that film on the basis of oh, I want to appeal to the to the Batman audience, you have screwed that kid over who deserved a film for him. And that film is for those people who need that. Because the world is dark and grimy and crap enough as it is. We need, we need a, a character who actually is above that, and Superman's that. Same way it's, it's, that's it's, what Marvel's for. It's what? It's meant to give you heroes above that? No, Marvel movies are for the kids and for the fun and happy and everything. And then yeah, DC yeah, is for yes. the sad and angry and dark. You're right, because yeah. Infinity War ended in such a happy and positive that's, place. That's your one example of 20 movies. Well, okay, but well, they also have, they have dark, quiet moments in all of those films. They have mm. moments, but they also understand juxtaposition <laughs> of, like, I, They where, don't have dark moments in well, any of the movies. I mean, Ragnarok had dark moments. Well, no, Did that's... It? Sorry, that's a plot. Like, you know, Iron Man 3, he had PTSD. Uh, you know, like, a lot of that stuff happened, man. Like, you need to rewatch mm. it. I, I think you missed these movies. No, they just... They, they, they lightly feather over some dark elements. He's... Yeah, but they missed... They, he's not even an alcoholic, in any of it. Is that a problem? Well, that's oh. like the best story with Iron Man. Well, okay. Well, we've got some stuff to do. <laughs> Look, go to News Hub uh, Podcasts on Facebook and please just, Jordan, just put him in his place. Ooh, good luck. Do it. Do it. Just, You're like, going to be in, monitoring internet, that site, yeah. Keyboard no, Warrior. Honestly, internet, News Hub Podcasts on Facebook, please get into him. He needs to be shown the error of his ways. Um, we've done that. I'm sorry we started in that place. Don't worry, it gets positive. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
us each week, we set homework um, for the others to, to do, sometimes to reward, sometimes to punish, sometimes to, to do something a bit more exciting, um, but generally just to kind of, you know, try out something new and do something a bit different. Uh, so this week, Claudia, let's start with your homework. You made us play a game that, I'm going to be honest, I didn't think I'd enjoy, <laughs> but man, it's, it's pretty good. It sucks you in, eh? Yeah. So the game is called Monster Prom. Um, it's basically a visual novel dating sim um, where you get to play of one of four characters. You can be uh, the zombie, the the Frankenstein, the the little I don't know. He's a little black ghosty guy. I don't know what he is. And Firehead. And Firehead. Yeah. So you could pick one of four characters, and basically the the point of this game is to woo your classmates who are also monsters um, enough for them to go to prom with you. And there are. Um, I don't know how many endings there are. There's hundreds of different endings. So every game you play, you're probably going to get a different ending. But it's just one of those ones where you, you know, you're in a conversation with the other character. You get to pick which answer you want, and depending on your answer, you get um, the, the the positive emojis coming out. You know, you're, this is the guy you're going to get, or you get the negatives. So um, I found it a bit of fun. I played it first time I played it. Um, I probably did about four rounds in a row. And I don't know if you guys tried multiplayer, but there is a multiplayer option where you basically take turns doing the same game. It's, a, I think, a shortened version of the same game. No, no. I played multiplayer with my wife. Um, it actually extends the game out. Oh, yes. So, right. so when you play one player, I think the there's like you can choose between a short game and a long game. I yeah. think it's about mm-hmm. 45 minutes, like half an hour or an hour. Yeah. And those times extend, like the times that judges how long the game will take extend based on how many players there are. So me and my wife played together and it was... It's way better. I think I, I really enjoyed it as a as a multiplayer game because you can sit and you kind of like just laugh at what the, the yeah. dumb decisions you make. I was going to ask if what the multiplayer was because I didn't get to experience that. Yeah, so it's essentially it's like the, the single player game is just you going through the stages. So yeah. you know you go and you go in the classroom version, and then you've got the next round, which is like different parts of the school. Mm. I don't know. Oh, there's the cafeteria around there. So you go first one is in the cafeteria. You get to pick which table you want to sit at, and that's the person you're going to talk to. The next round is you pick which classroom you want to go to and depending on which if one if you want to go to class or not yeah, if you want to go to class or not and it kind of alternates with that it's essentially the same thing with multiplayer but you you guys take turns and there's kind of another stage where you can either help or hinder the person you're playing with so you can talk them up to their potential date so are you date. trying to date the same person oh, or no here's the thing you're allowed to try and date the same person yeah but, but or you when can I go played for we didn't are yeah, you we went... the same person no, no you're playing different characters oh, okay. playing different characters so of those four you can pick different ones yeah. it plays very similarly to uh, oh I'm going to say this wrong most the Yorg it was <laughs> it's the art style is beautiful the characters are they're oh. ultimately unlikable. But yes, they're all largely... Un- <laughs> they're all huge like caricatures of themselves. Like They have one personality trait that they really play on. The thing I like about it is it's it's not trying to be anything serious. Like It is just fun. And some of the answers you can pick are absolutely ridiculous. And some of the items you can buy are also absolutely ridiculous. You can buy like a sheet or something. and uh, A sheet with two holes. Yeah, and you basically spend the entire game running around the school pretending to be a ghost. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, ridiculous. Which is great, especially when you talk to the ghost character who yeah. also believes you're an awesome ghost <laughs> with ghost powers. So that's that was a lot of fun. I did that one a lot. <laughs> um, the only only criticism, not really criticism I have, I mean, this is like, I love the art style. I have a criticism with, because I've played a few dating sim games and I always, I hate the idea that they can't just put a little bit more effort and make voice acting. Like, why it's always yeah. reading. And then you've got that option at the start of, like, do you want voices or not? And if you click yes, it's just annoying, like, hmm, 
Huh. Uh, sound effects yeah, rather than actual. Yeah, yeah. And if, if you're clicking through, it's just yeah. But that's that's a that's a dating sim thing in general. But um, I, I guess the point of this is that it's set in a in a monster style universe, and so you don't quite know what things mean, which is a good and a bad thing. I quite liked it, but like there was a point when Vera's like, "Hey, my my snake hair is 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 playing up or whatever. It's they're not. I could put put them to better use, and so she. I had the two options of cutting." some of the snakes off and she could have bangs or putting giving them jobs and putting them to work and I was like I, I, I assume you don't want me to tell you to cut your snakes in half and I did the other option she's like that's a waste of time um, they're always working for me I would have preferred bangs and then so I got like a <laughs> negative thing that's interesting because I had that exact same encounter <laughs> yeah and I got a positive response from that it depends really? on your stats yeah so depending oh, on I that's think, good I think the kind of secret is depending on which stat is strongest and which answer kind of matches your strongest right. stat you'll get a different response because I was so like no, why enough. does she really want her snakes cut in half but I guess they grow back? That's a good... That is an interesting thing I never picked up on, but that would make sense, that mm-hmm. if you're super creative and you give her a really creative answer, it'd be like, yeah, you're creative enough to give this answer. That's cool that we had the same encounter, but yeah. different responses, because I, yeah, I picked that one too. That's the, also yeah, why yeah. your stories will... Like, you you would have both had the same encounter, but your next encounters would have been completely different. Mm. So you, you would have played different stories, but kind of had similar moments. That's wonderful. In fact, I like this game more and more. <laughs> So, Jordan, you asked us to watch uh, a show on Netflix. I'm going to be honest. The only thing I knew about it was uh, Jaden Smith was the main character. Mm-hmm. Neo Yokio, uh, or as the kids like to refer to it as Neo Wokio, because it's no. very woke. It's it's <laughs> it's the kind of humor that plays well with the show. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a show that uh, takes way too many way too many genres and crams it together. With way too many, like, uh, I'm gonna air quote jokes, but um, there's the joke adjacent, yeah. There, but the thing is, I think the show is worth watching because it's fun to laugh at and how silly and dry some of the humor is, and like how ridiculous the idea is that they're like demon hunting people with robots, and they all he wants to be is the number one most eligible bachelor, and so it's 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 a fun time, uh. And I, I I enjoyed it, and I watched the Christmas special as well, and that is hilarious if you've watched the first one because they just go ham with the jokes and references, more Toblerone references, and, and yeah. Um, but I don't know what you guys felt about it. I have attempted it before, and I looked at my Netflix, and I got about halfway through the first episode and <laughs> gave up. So so a real strong strong yeah, showing. I imagine time. you went into it. Uh, seriously, like as in a serious I think anime. I must have, yeah, that's the problem. Don't I, do that. I saw this time you told Arnon, go into it like it's a comedy. Yeah. And so this time I did. And I was like, this is like hilarious. And I think the thing that my, I find the most funny is it feels like, it, I mean, it doesn't look like a proper anime. It's definitely like kind of a Western, you know. Well, it would attempt. be with the cast and yeah, the production. But it, and it that, looks yeah. like an anime that they've taken the voices out completely and just redubbed with whatever they want. Like the some of the things they talk about, and also Jaden Smith's voice acting, is ridiculous. And at that point, it becomes funny. Like you, you do laugh at it. You don't laugh with it. You're 100 percent laughing at it because yeah. it is like it's stupid. Which is which is what really confuses me. Do they intend that? I don't or know. Did, it's really hard to and tell. It, the weirdest part is like the voice cast. They're like all stars. Yeah. The big robot side character is Jude Law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got Susan Sarandon as mm-hmm. the auntie. 
They've got um, Richard Aiwadi as some of the side characters and Jaden Smith as the as the main guy with his pink dreadlocks. Uh, it also has Jason Schwartzman. Ah, oh, yeah. Yep, and it, it has uh, Peter, Peter Sarah. can't say that last name, Peter. Peter, It has Ray work. Wise, Stephen uh, uh, Buscemi. It oh, has oh, Julian I Barrett, him yet. Jamie Foxx. What? Uh, Rashida Jones. Oh, my God. Uh, Stephen Fry's in it as well. Don't forget that. Is Jamie Foxx all right? He oh, he's only in for one episode. Well, I mean, it says because he was in this. He was also on the voice cast. He's in, probably running in, out of money. And like the Black Eyed Peas presents mm-hmm. something, something, something. Zombie Chronicles. Like he was. He's in the voice cast of the AR, uh, the AR the app app of that. Yeah. So like, is he doing? Okay? Hey, Jamie, are you okay? <laughs> I mean, but yeah, is he? Like, he's just got you... a level of lifestyle that he needs to stick to, and he just needs a little extra cash. Mm. Like. Hey, does anyone have his number? Do you want to just check he's okay? Oh, yeah, I've got his number. I'll call like, him now. Maybe make sure someone's... <laughs> hey, maybe, Jamie. Ma- maybe make sure like his agent has a con rogue and is assigning him up for things he doesn't know about. <laughs> or maybe someone is just... Wa- hey, does that pot plant like in your house like just have like a microphone sticking out of it? <laughs> just and someone is just said. And people are just taking lines of things you say so they can use you? This show would be oh. perfect for that. And it's like, how the hell did you get these A-listers to sign on for this absolutely ridiculous... And then to sign on again for the... the Christmas the special. Christmas special, the yeah. Thing, the thing that makes it work, the thing that makes the humour in it land, is that it takes itself completely seriously. Yeah, it does. Like, you know, this show tells no jokes. <laughs> the joke is the show itself, is the world itself, because everyone is taking themselves hyper-seriously. Yeah. Like, this guy is so serious about how uh, he's so... Um, Oh, melancholy yes. about his life. He's Which so, is the the humor of it. Yeah. yeah, it's so it's and it's it's hip to be melancholy right now. Yeah, you're in on the joke, even if the show is like. Did I enjoy it? Oh, absolutely not. I didn't. Have, I didn't. How far did you get through? Uh, I got about six episodes through. So I gave, really, I give it a. Pro- I, gave I think it a that's pro- like almost the end of I it. I think that's all of them. There's six. Yeah. six oh, good. Six well, episodes and a Christmas special. Well, yeah. so Wait, so you. You got to the part when he, they're doing the race to yep. save the planet, and uh-huh. he said, I'll do it for a homie, and he's like, you sure? And that was, like, hilarious. That's quality content. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually surprised that you didn't like it, because nah, I feel it was... like your whole shtick is, like, nonsense. I think Anand can't relate as much, you know, because, like, that, uh, that the scene when... way cooler than Yeah, Anand. when it was, like, the black tie event, and he was wearing <laughs> midnight blue. The darkest yeah, shade the dark... of midnight <laughs> blue. Yeah. You know what? That was, that was probably, like, I think that moment was why I kept watching. Um, and I love that. I thought that was cool. And like, it has moments. It yeah. absolutely has moments. But it's got joke adjacent stuff, which I thought was great. But it wasn't funny. Yeah, because I really think they were trying to make it serious. Yeah, and because they weren't trying humor, it's not like entirely humor. Well, no, if they were trying yeah. humor, I think it would be funny. Funny. But they weren't trying that. I would love to see actually what their intention was. Which I think the Christmas special is. Oh, really? Yeah, because the basic plot to it is that all the top eligible bachelors do Secret Santa every year, and they have to get the most dopest present for everyone. And so it's about him trying to get a dope present for his arch nemesis. And But like with the writers, if they were trying to write this as an actual show and like not trying to make it funny, like the line, you don't deserve this big Toblerone. When would that ever come up unless you're trying to be funny? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But like, yeah. Because everyone it, jokes, right? Like, everyone always goes overseas and comes back and gives someone a large Toblerone. Right? That's like the thing you do. And he, like, talks to everyone. He, like, he calls one of the guys, like, oh, store clerk. Yeah. And he, like, calls them by their, their job titles. It is privilege taken to its maximum <laughs> extreme. <laughs> and, you know, the bits where it leans hard into that 
are beautiful. Whenever it goes into the demon hunting side of it, I think that's for me is is the weak. That's the weaker half of it, which I didn't think that's how it would be. Like that's the story I wanted to be part of, but the actual weird privilege eligible bachelor part was the way better written part. So it does a lot of stuff well, and I think I wanted to like it more than I actually liked it. And I can't give you a definitive reason why. I just you know my enjoyment wasn't there. Well, it was a joke offer for you to watch. No, and but you love it. It's you your know what? Show. I the more I think about it, the less I hated it. So I didn't. I don't think I hated it. I, I think, feel like that happens a lot when you when you're watching mm. it. You're like, I hate it, and then you come talk to us, and you're like, it's not that bad. All right, my homework this week was something a bit different. I asked, challenged you guys to play uh, a game with me called Dungeon World, which is a tabletop RPG. Um, I liken it to D&D only in that D&D is um, more widely known. Um, but where D&D is very numbers heavy, focusing on being a simulation. So uh, how far do you jump? Well, this is your, your, this, you have a number that tells you how far you can move. And it's basically designed to help you create a, a, a map and with little miniatures to move around. It gives you a lot of rules around that sort of stuff. Whereas Dungeon World... Is very much a. It's more of a narrative story. Like you describe the cool thing you want. To, you're trying to do. Then you roll two d six. If you get a ten plus, you did the cool thing and it was impressive, and everyone's proud of you. On a seven to nine, the the game master will say, "Okay, you didn't do as good as you want. So you get part of what you want, but here's a bad side of it, or offer them a bad deal to get what they want." On a six minus, you failed. You gain one experience, and the game master gets to do whatever they want. You have no say. They have full narrative control at that moment. They get to make what's called a hard move. You have no say in it. Uh, and that's the whole game. Uh, it's designed around uh, the GM doesn't roll any dice. Uh, only people that roll dice are players. Um, and, 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 and realistically, you sit around. You talk to each other. You tell a story. Uh, all the rules you need are on two sheets, your, which are character sheets. Uh, if you're playing a spellcasting class, there are a few extra sheets to sp- spell those out. But realistically, at the start of the game, you have everything. You know, all of your character progression in front of you. Um, and, I mean, me personally, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty easy game to pick up and learn. I mean, we started playing, I think we played, what, for about four hours? It took about half an hour to create our characters, half an hour, 45 minutes. And then we just got into it and told a story. So, uh what were your? Let's start with the mechanics. Like, how did you feel about the way it felt to play, uh, Jordan? We'll go with you. Um, I think with our playthrough, it felt a little, a little janky at the start. I guess because we weren't quite ready to know what to do. Which is like the idea is anything you want, you just, you just say it. Um, at the start of it was a little bit, but as we get kept going through, we just came up with I guess inventive ways to solve the situation, which was quite cool. Yeah, which is to be fair, my favorite thing of a tabletop game is it's not. It, and, that, and that's where it's different from like playing board games and video games because people people always try to ask me how does it work, is that you can do anything and as whoever's GMing in the game, so in this case it was me, it's my job to come up with how does okay what does that look like is it possible uh, and I just assess yeah that's something that reasonably could work or even unreasonably could work and then you roll for it and if you succeed you did the thing if you fail what's an interesting side effect of that. And that's 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 it. It's like you there is no there is no real limit on the ideas you can come up with. Whereas you know in a video game it is you hit the thing, you don't hit the thing, you run away, you die. Those are kind of your choices in front of you in most games. Or like you know in a, if you want to go even like simpler games, it's it's jumping and running. If you have something that fires something like in a Mario game, you have the option to fire a fire a fireball. Those are your choices, and your choices are 
you, you feel like you have choices, but when I started playing tabletop games, you realize how vast the choices are. And they could be terrifying at first, but um, you guys took to it like real, like took to it like a duck to water. Uh, <laughs> Claudia, what do you think like of the, of the way it played? How did it feel? Well, this is my first foray into any kind of game like this. Um, and it was pretty good because, like you said, there's not infinite rules. And I, I don't really have a brain for games, so it does take me a, a while to pick it up. So this one was quite good where, obviously... You were taking charge on it and telling us kind of what we needed to do. But, you know, I got to say, this is what I want to do next. Like, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. And we kind of use the rules in the game to, to make that work. Yeah, so it's fair. So, so whereas in D&D you have like a set number of mo- like things you can do and then rules. And like, so you have to kind of, what can you do? What actions are you allowed to take? And then from there, it informs the action you take. Um, so like, what narrative thing you're trying to do in this game, it's kind of the other way. It's like what narrative thing, like there was a, you decided, Claudia, <laughs> you're going to play a, a, a literal salamander. Uh, they gave me the option. Yeah, I was an emulator which, and I could choose to be a human or a salamander. Yeah. And so I chose salamander. And look, and, and we had to, <laughs> and then you, you said, uh, can salamanders be these tiny things as opposed to human sized things? And we thought, well, there's nothing in the rules to say that can't we can't decide that, so we did. So there's now just a race of salamanders that that exist and can talk. Ride frogs. Ride frogs. As that a frog. Thing. I don't know if you know, but it was it, it said on one of the pages, you know, have a symbol of sacrifices past. Describe it. And so I just wrote frog. Great. So she had a frog she would ride, which I used as and an yep. just for her class was immolator. So she had fire powers. So the first move she made was okay. I want to uh, do the. Uh, the Avatar Last Airbender thing where I shape the fire around me from the from uh, some torches and make a giant firewall behind me. Uh, so there's this uh, interesting little scene of this tiny little salamander putting up this wall of fire to stop this uh, running um, beast from getting to you. Which, uh, which So you hit the tone pretty, pretty, pretty good to start with. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's a fun game. And like the way we played it, like it was a lot of like from my angle, uh, I don't know how you guys felt about it and what it looked like to you guys. So I walked in with uh, exactly uh, one line of prep. And that line of prep was, how about a heist? And that's pretty <laughs> much where I got, and oh, sorry, no. And then uh, when you guys arrived and while you guys were writing characters, I came up with a second line, which was, so you guys are going to be part of a crew and you're going to steal a box from a museum and that was literally all I had prepped before I started and the rest of it I riffed off the sort of stuff you guys came up with in character creation um it has a really cool mechanic where the way you gain experience which is one of my favorite things is you gain experience by one failing or two playing your character so if you like everyone starts with like a um with a alignment which which is a a, a class it's alignment is like are you good are you evil like you know what's kind of your philosophy in life and this is a kind of like a, a quest that you're trying to achieve every time you play so um for example like a fighter they if they chose that they they could have they can you choose which one you want to pick and you could choose one that says um uh defend like if you're if you're a good character and your philosophy is more good you could choose one that says um like defend someone in an attack, defend someone from danger, but you could use an evil one, which is strike some, strike down someone you have at their, your mercy. Like, and that if you do that, you gain experience because you played your character, and if you don't play your character, I get to use that against you later. Which, which by the end of the whole round, I had like four experience because I never did a failed role, and I failed at being who I needed to be. 
Yeah, you thought of, you thought about you thought you you yeah, like and so it rewards you for not gaming it. It rewards yeah. you for for actually trying to tell your story. Whereas Claudia ended up with what fourteen? Thirteen. But I just I was having a really bad rolling day. You know, every Very roll bad. was so bad. Yeah. Like, Everyone else was rolling like tens and twelves, and I was sitting there on like threes and fours, double ones, <laughs> double I mean, ones. Look, let's give you let's let's give a quick example of like how the opening sequence plays out. So you guys are running across this roof. There is a... What classes were you guys playing? There I was, was a thief. A thief, a cleric. Human thief, human a, cleric. Whatever you were. A halfling druid. Okay, and then there was and a the salamander, salamander riding a frog who could use fire. Yeah. And you guys are running across a rooftop. Um, and Trying being, to get away from a big from, beast. From a big, from a big like, hyena monster. Um, so uh, the salamander puts fire up, a firewall up behind them. Uh, and then you see some guards and someone shoots a crossbow bolt and the thief ducks. And then you turned into, was it a... I turned into a bird because I right. wanted a little sparrow. Yeah, you turned into a sparrow. Yeah. And then the, uh, the, the cleric said, is there something like on the, on the rooftop, like a rock or something I could pick up? And, uh, and Jordan said, <laughs> uh, I can just lay an egg for you. Uh, <laughs> and that's like, you're a bird, so... Yeah. Reasonably, I guess yeah. that sure that's a thing birds do. Oh, the visual is horrifying. So how it played out is laid an egg. Uh, the the cleric caught it, uh, cast light on it so it glowed, and then threw it as a distraction directly at the guard's face, mm-hmm. so that it, they would be distracted and couldn't keep shooting, and then proceeded to uh, fall off the roof. So that's because they you know they failed hey. the roll. No, no, yeah. sorry, sorry. They tried to fall off the roof. Sorry, they almost fell off the almost roof. fell off the almost roof. Fell off the roof. The thief ran over and tried to save them, failed, and they fell off the roof instead. And then Jordan <laughs> went, flew, swooped under, turned into a bear, and and cushioned their fall as a as a bear shaped pillow. Is yep. effectively what happened. And this was the first like five ten minutes of us playing. This is basically. And at that point on, we were split. The party was split. Which, if anyone who's played a tabletop game knows, is the number one cause of death in fantasy worlds, right above heart disease. Here's my question, as far as recommendation goes. Let's start with before I asked you guys to play. Would you have ever thought of playing a game like that? I've played D and D before. You have? I have. Yeah, and okay. I've played plenty of D and D inspired games. Okay, board so games. yes. Okay, Claudia. I have never played any of those games. I've kind of always wanted to, but never sorted out myself. So my next question then is, uh, what did you think this was going to be like before you started? Yeah, no, I, I pretty much guessed it that it was a more RP inspired D and D less less like numbers. I think I kind of thought there would be slightly more rules. Like when I was like, can I be a salamander? And you were like, yeah, why not? I was like, oh, great. Okay, cool. So the, the fact that you let us be ridiculous was cool. I think that's I think that's the big thing about people in D&D in general is is the under the non-understanding that it can be almost anything you want it to be, mm. especially if you play homebrew versions. Whereas like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. That's the whole, that's the point of D&D that anything else can't do. Mm. Is is the yeah. freedom to do anything? Yeah. These role playing games are designed for that, and I think what people can get stuck in, especially if you come from a a video game background, is you get stuck in. But what do the rules say? And that's a like, and that's yeah, a, what because, are my limitations? What are my limitations? It's like, well, there isn't one. Like, let's talk about it. What do you want? To, what are you trying to do? So, would you guys play again? I uh, hope we do. I think so. It's an awesome social game. Awesome creative game. Would Great. recommend. Wonderful. Well, okay. In which case, I will be making you guys do that again. Not homework for next week, but I guess homework for over the summer for when people come back. Uh, Jordan, let's come to you after, Claudia. <laughs> Claudia, what's your homework for the summer? Well, I, I, I mean... Or I, winter, wherever you are. Uh, it's just summer here. Yeah, whatever time of year you're listening to. 
Um, mine, I've decided is very, very loosely Christmas related. Um, basically, it's a anime based on a manga, as most are. Um, it's called Saint Young Men, and it's just a little slice of life. It's two guys living in Tokyo. You know, you get to see what they do day to day. But the, the fun part is that one of them is Jesus Christ and the other one is Buddha. So you basically get to see these two deities just living their lives. They just come down to earth for a break and they're just like, they eat ice cream, you know, they, they go to the shops. It's just a bit of fun. That is great. <laughs> I can't imagine that interaction, but I won't have to shortly. Uh, Jordan. Uh, I'm going to suggest the game Celeste and you've got a lot of time to attempt to beat it. You know, I'm I'm fully aware it's a very difficult game, but it is a beautifully sounding game. It is a beautifully paced game. It is a beautifully visual game. It is a 2D platformer with a, just a very, very, very nice art style. Um, it only came out this year as well, so that's something to mention for 2018. Um, but it is it is a very near perfect 2D platformer that gets too difficult as well, but not too difficult in the main story. The the additional Hard things are way too hard for any normal pl- person to play. Right. Okay. It's very high praise there. It's, it is. It is like it's get ten. It's gone ten out of tens almost everywhere. Mm. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to challenge you guys to play. Uh, it is another tabletop game, but it can be played like you know, in a lot of different ways. It's called The Quiet. It is a map making game. Everyone takes turns. You play cards, and you slowly start to build a map and add landmarks and add quests and add bits and pieces to a map as you go. And it's done in a really interesting way, but giving you strange challenges because you have to effectively build a community and help the community survive and thrive through these challenges. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for everything this year. Thank you to Finn Hogan, who is is not here currently for who was the brains behind the this this podcast starting was the original cast member uh, and is on annual leave at the moment and will be part of the team again once we hit the new year uh, once he's back from holiday I don't know when that is but thank you so much Finn uh, if you're listening you better be listening yeah I reckon jeez um, Jordan's been awesome I don't think we're going to be getting rid of him Finn surprise four hosts <laughs> we've kicked you out we've taken over we are the captains now <laughs> Uh, so that's it for today for more on this app and places to find us check the show notes below but if you want to share your opinion as I said before share your opinion on how wrong Jordan is also let us know what you want to do uh, what you're going to be doing over the summer and you know if there's any stuff we should be trying out because summer's long by summer I mean a couple weeks because it'll be when we get back two maybe three weeks it depends when we all get back Um, but if you want to have those opinions go to News Hub Podcast on Facebook and have your say there Thank you very much to our producer who helped us get the show underway and hoping to work with her more in the new year, Maggie Wicks. And thank you so much to our sound guy who makes all the sounds and is a guy, Asher Bastion. Uh, This has been Nerds Plus for 2018. My name is Arnold Hero. I'm Claudia Sykes. I'm still the right Jordan Frost. Special thanks to Finn Hogan. And next week, when we're not recording, we will talk about dragons. And you can't prove we didn't.